0: Steve Dale's World on WGN. It is 1.36. I'm having fun here in the studio with Brandon Johnson. He's a Cook County commissioner who, I hope you've heard, is running for mayor. Uh, uh, commissioner Johnson, first of all, I've got good news for you. What's that? We do have more than one bathroom on this floor. Wow. Yeah, I talk about that because you talk about the number yes. of bathrooms you have in your house.
1: It makes it a lot easier to negotiate. Yes. When you have like multiple dimensions in which you can actually relieve yourself.
0: <laughs> how many kids <laughs> How many kids did we're you grow up with? We off to a great with? start. Yeah,
1: so I like it, it. it was it so it's it's 10 of us total, but my parents were also foster parents. And so oh. at any given moment, our home, you know, would look like the line at Wrigley Field going to the bathroom. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so it was a bunch of us. We had a good time. And, of course, we grew up with WGN. So. Well, thank you for
0: that. Uh, or maybe the line at Soldier Field, which brings this up, because Soldier Field does need, I mean, really, the ladies' room line is, like, all around the field. Even the men's room, there's a line. If you've been to a Bears game or any event there, concert, it doesn't matter. You want to keep the Bears here, I assume. I do.
1: How? You know, So I actually believe that the best thing you can do as mayor of the city of Chicago is you do what public school teachers do. You learn to listen. And even when, you know, and I don't mean this in a negative way, but even when there are tantrums, and I know we usually associate that with some sort of honorary or, you know, sort of uh, an obstinate, you know, child. But sometimes, like, we have particular views of the world that we want to hold onto. Sure. I mean, it's Chicago, right? I mean, we're so convinced of our views that you have an entire side of town or all over the city of Chicago that was willing to wait over a hundred years for a world series. And you could not convince <laughs> cup fans that it wasn't going to be the year. So right. think about how hard of a position that we take in the city. And that's just, you know, sort of the breath of Chicago. So, you know, listening, engaging, being collaborative, and then showing some degree of competency. So, you know, I'm hoping that the, that the ownership will at least take a deep breath and pause for a second And, you know, give a new administration an opportunity to at least, um, not only for for, for their position to be expressed, but, you know, perhaps I bring something to the table that this current administration doesn't. And I'm confident that I do, but without speculation, at least let's see how this turns out, and then we can decide from there. All right, so Pat Dowell,
0: alderman, uh, third ward, I believe, uh, just endorsed you. She has been an ally of Lori Lightfoot's, and she's, I think, the sixth alderman to endorse you, which is impressive in and of itself. Uh, she has been a powerful ally of uh, Mayor Lightfoot. Uh, you, you just spoke about how it is important to negotiate, how important it is to work with other people. Is that part of the failing and why so many aldermen are either departing altogether or endorsing you or maybe another candidate? But- greatly not lori lightfoot
1: well i'm I'm tremendously grateful to have the support of you know alder woman pat dow just one of the most steadiest competent um, voices that we have in the city of chicago and one of the things that i've done as an organizer i've worked with city council i've worked with uh, the general assembly and what is clearly absent and missing from this moment is you know someone who is compassionate collaborative and competent and and these are qualities that i developed growing up in a home with a public employee as as i said before you know lots of folks in our home and you know my father was also a pastor and a carpenter do you understand the pressure when your father is a carpenter and a pastor explain that well that's you like your dad is pretty much Jesus. And so having that type of pressure, um, uh, you know, made life a little complicated, but what it at least did, it, it, it provided me with a perspective of the world that working together is important. And obviously he demonstrated that as a general contractor, making sure that we're protecting the workers, right? Because that's ultimately what provides safety and security in homes, but also being patient enough, enough, and competent enough and collaborative enough to actually care about people. We are only as strong as the person who is struggling the most. And that's what's been missing in this city for a long time in multiple dimensions. The ability to not just bring people together, but to, to strip, demonstrate a competency and a compassion and a level of compassion that ultimately can provide the type of you know, infrastructure that can change lives. And that's why I'm running to be the next mayor of the city of Chicago is to, to retire this tale of two cities. And let's tell one story about Chicago, a story of greatness that no one is too poor or no one should be too poor to live in one of the wealthiest cities in one of the richest countries. At the wealthiest time in the history of the world, does the mayor though have the ability to do that?
0: I mean, that seems to be a huge social issue. It's true in every major city in America, and that divide you talk about, from where I stand, it seems to be growing with every passing year. Can a mayor fix this problem? Any not,
1: mayor, not not by themselves, and and again, that's that's why I'm speaking to the collaborative nature of of my presentation and in fact what i'm most excited about in this moment and clearly our candidacy my candidacy is catching fire because we have built a multicultural multi-generational movement from delia ramirez um, whose mother came from central america delia was delivered at cook county hospital the same cook county hospital that provided care for me at the fantas clinic because i grew up with asthma jonathan jackson the son of a civil rights icon. Um, you know, we mentioned Pat Dow, you know, Will Gazzardi. Um, there are more individuals, Josina Marita, the first Asian American elected to the County Board of Commissioners. The way we are gathering and bringing people together, there really is a spirit that's alive in this city that wants to destroy and dismantle structural inequality. And no, I can't do it by myself. In fact, any leader that says they can do it by themselves, that's how you ended up with, You know, the the harm of president number 45. Now, take his ideology out of it just for a quick second, Mm -hmm. just his approach. And we cannot have leaders that believe that they have all of the answers and that if it's not their way, there is no way at all. That is not how I have led as a classroom teacher, as an organizer, as a Cook County commissioner. And it certainly is not how I'm going to lead as the next mayor of the city of Chicago. We're going to bring people together. We're going to utilize the expertise and the experiences of the people of Chicago. And we're going to trust the city of Chicago to help pull us out of this this moment of despair.
0: 312-981-7200. Of course, you're a part of this program. You can text. You can call. If you have questions for Brandon Johnson, Cook County Commissioner, who happens to be running for the mayor for the city of Chicago, I have some questions about... Uh, The Chicago Teachers Union, I have some questions about safety in Chicago, probably the biggest issue Mm. of all, I think. Yeah. And uh, we'll get to that when we come back on WGN. You know, what's really fun for me is getting to know the candidates during the commercial breaks more than anything else. Brandon Johnson is the candidate we're talking to. We've talked to just about all of them in two weeks. This guy, Chewy Garcia, is going to be on the show and we're going to begin them all over again until this thing called the election that is happening. So there you are, growing up in a home with 87 kids <laughs> or whatever you said you had there, and they're all lined up to use the bathroom. Your parents sound like incredible people. Uh, you know, not everyone is a foster mom or a dad. That's a great thing. Is that what
1: led you into teaching? It really did. You know, you know the the... The joy of service is something that we watch growing up. You know, my father was a pastor. My grandfather also pastored a church. And so I remember in my the basement of my grandfather's church and my mother was leading the effort to feed the community. Um, and, you know, my father, as a general contractor, purchased homes, rehabbed them, you know, make sure that, you know, the rent was affordable mm-hmm. so that families um, could afford to actually have a home. Um, as they rented and you know, these are the values that have been, you know, bestowed upon me and I, I try to deliver that to the best of my ability, not just in their honor, but just fulfilling the purpose that I believe that God has given me.
0: Well, we were talking about your endorsements earlier, among them the, the Chicago Teachers Union, but not all teachers, apparently. I was watching that WGN. They didn't call it a debate. They, they called it something else. But where all the candidates were there, you were trying to answer a question, and from the crowd, people were scr- And I'm told they were teachers that just weren't happy at the very baseline with what their union had decided, which is to support you.
1: Well, you know, look... You know, as our movement continues to grow and I'm appreciative of the growth and the fact that our campaign is catching fire, you know, democracy, particularly here in Chicago, is very much contact. It's a contact sport. And, you know, people have very strong opinions and views within, you know, multiple spaces. And, you know, there there will be a number of people, um, you know, as a black candidate, as a male, I'm certainly not going to get all black folks voting for me, at least maybe not in this round. I hope they get a bunch. You know, just because I'm a man, it's not like I'm going to have all men supporting me. And just because I'm a teacher doesn't mean that all teachers are going to support me. I mean, that's just, you know, the nature of a very diverse city. But it also speaks to the fact that people are very much engaged, um, winning the confidence of the voters of the city of Chicago. It's why I'm working as hard as I'm working. It's why, as a Cook County commissioner, you know, I fought to... Um, you know, in discrimination against those who were formerly incarcerated, who were seeking housing, you know, many of the families that we serve in Chicago public schools, you know, parents who are heads of households who have arrest records and it prevents them from accessing housing. Um, and we eliminated that. Um, we expanded county care. You know, forty thousand additional families have access to county care because of the work that I've done on the county board to lead that effort. And county so, care meaning? Yeah, healthcare. so basically, yeah, health care. So okay. Cook County has its own health care system, and you don't necessarily have to use county services to 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 have county care. We we encourage that, of course, but the point that I'm making is even in our best effort to to disrupt the the tale of two cities, as, you, as we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. that there are people who have experienced so much pain and frustration. That sometimes they'll 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 air those grievances um towards a number of people. And I welcome that. Again, I come from a large family. Do you know we would argue over the Thanksgiving menu and it's the freaking same menu every year? And so this is not me trivializing it. I'm just saying that I'm accustomed to to having open debate and, and disagreement, but I'm also confident that the approach that we're taking to unite and to bring people together around a set of values. That the city of Chicago believes in and that we retire the old style of politics, the failed policies that have left too many families behind and usher in a better, stronger, safer Chicago. And I believe that we can do that with my leadership. And that's why I'm saying that Brandon is better.
0: (laughs) Uh, We're talking to Brandon Johnson, Cook County Commissioner, who's running for mayor. So are you maybe for some uh, too far to the left? Are you really the defund the police guy, for
1: example? I'm the investor in chief guy. If you look at the budget plan that I've put forth, I'm going to do the responsible thing. We've had this debt that continues to drag down our economy. I put forth a budget plan that spells out specifically how we eliminate the debt and pull ourselves up out of this hole while also making critical investments. I'm going to tell people the truth. It's why I put my budget plan out now. So people can look at it. Mm -hmm. You can disagree with it. You could You could agree with it, but I'm giving the voters an opportunity to dissect our vision now so that when I am sworn in that we don't have to waste time, you know, debating back and forth, especially when it comes to making investments, because the safest cities in America, they all have one thing in common. They invest in their people. And that's what I'm calling for. And so we place too much pressure on law enforcement, much like teachers You can't keep making public employees. But why don't we then talk about families? So uh,
0: you didn't answer my question about the police, really. So I want the answer to that. Are you really the defund the police guy? Probably not literally. But what does that mean to you? But the other question is that you bring up. uh, Is it I mean, what are 12 year old kids doing out at night at 11 o'clock at night? First of all, secondly, without parents. Thirdly, carjacking or doing whatever they're doing that is really bad, and we're not holding the family responsible for those kids, and they are kids.
1: Well, I'm glad you lifted up the fact that these are children. Like, I have an 8-year-old and a 10-year-old and a 15-year-old. But they're not
0: out carjacking.
1: And this is what... Let me get to that. Yeah. Because my 10-year-old barely knows where the dirty clothes basket is, (laughs) right? Right. So think about how jacked up a society is when a 12-year-old or a 13-year-old is being accused of some of the most like horrific acts that you could even think. Right. And so what happens is the type of economic despair that I've described along this campaign trail, I taught in Cabrini green where my students from their back windows could see one of the wealthiest neighborhoods in the entire city and out of their front windows, they had bulldozers preparing to destroy their homes. And so a lot of families have wake up every day, chasing an economy that's behind them while everything in front of them is, is crumbling. I represent a community like Garfield park where the violence and poverty per capita reflects that of a developing nation. How do we call ourselves a world-class city when people are living in, in, in poverty? Again, this is not making an excuse, but there's a real clear indication that when people are poor and when there's despair, particularly economic despair, that people become desperate. We want people to become hopeful. That's why the question about defund it's, 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 it's a hashtag. What I've said, Repeatedly is that if we actually pass treatment, not trauma, which would put first responders to respond, mental health uh, uh, professionals to respond to what ultimately are 40 percent of the 911 calls that would alleviate law enforcement from having to respond to those type of um, uh, crises. And then they could actually focus in on the more severe crime. Here's the thing. Over 40 percent of the crime that happens in the city of Chicago it occurs in 6% of the city of Chicago. We, we know where it is most likely to take place. And so we have to be smart about our investments and how we deploy law enforcement under a Johnson administration. I'm not going to keep asking uh, police officers to serve as social workers, mental health therapists, and counselors. I want to make sure that law enforcement has the tools that it needs and what it needs is, Someone who is smart, that can direct law enforcement to the areas where there is the greatest concentration of of violence, while also making sure that we're not putting families in a position where where we keep taking and not investing. Do you know there are 30,000 vacancies right now with manufacturing jobs? If we close the gap between education and job opportunities to put people onto a pathway of solvency, The type of violence that we are seeing right now in the city of Chicago, in the short term, we alleviate the pressure by hiring young people, redeploying our law enforcement in a smart way, but also setting ourselves up for long-term investments, especially when it comes to reopening up our mental health centers. There is so much trauma that we are experiencing in the city of Chicago, and I don't think government um, really understands the emotional pain that exists. And whether you're a law enforcement, a nurse, a social worker, or a teacher, just an everyday parent, give our residents of the city of Chicago an opportunity to work, to serve, to deliver on, on, on quality care, but also to be able to alleviate the pain and pressure of living in a city that has been deeply traumatized over the course of a decade but especially over these last three years.
0: Okay, Uh, lots of questions here uh, from texters. Interesting. A couple have the same question. I'll read one, but they're essentially the same. Ask your guest uh, how he would handle Chicago Public School negotiations as a former teacher. Historically, uh, they are holding the city hostage during strikes, etc., which never is good.
1: Well, first of all, the city of Chicago voted for an elected representative school board of which I'm a big supporter of the mayor of Chicago said that four years ago. And then she reneged on that promise, like many promises that she has broken. The fact that you're going to have a mayor who is not only a public school teacher, but someone who has a vested interest in our schools working because all three of my children attend public schools. I'm a product of public education. It has to work. So as your mayor. I'm going to work with the elected representative school board. I'm going to work with the city council. I'm going to work with the general assembly. We're going to work with the federal government, but most importantly, we're going to work with the people of Chicago to put our public schools on a pathway to solvency economically, but more importantly, a broad, rich curriculum. Look, my children, we, we, we're in, we're on the West side of Chicago. And none of my children attend a school on the west side of Chicago. Do you know why? Why? Because there's not one single school that offers orchestra. My kids play the baby girl. Brayden plays the viola. Ethan, that's my middle son. He is helping me become a really good parent. I'll just say it like that. How's that? There's a lot of things that he doesn't want to do ever he don't want to get in the tub. He don't want to get out. He don't want to go to bed. He don't want to wake up. He's just I that. still don't want to take a so, bath. All so, right, so, so we have. So we and have- my oldest son plays the violin. And what I'm saying is, better public schools means a better, safer, stronger Chicago. And you're going to have a mayor who is willing to work and collaborate with all of the entities because mayoral control has been a failure. We are now moving forward in a more collaborative, a collaborative approach to make sure that all stakeholders have a voice in the seat of the table.
0: All right, so we have uh, one minute left. You look well-rested, but you've said, I won't rest until Chicago is the safest city in the nation. Not enough time for you to really answer, but go for it.
1: There's a direct correlation between youth employment and violence reduction. I'm going to invest in young people. We're going to stand up a program. City agencies, corporations. We all have a vested interest in a safe city. We're going to pass treatment, not trauma. That's going to free up law enforcement. We're going to make sure that we have mental health centers that are available. But here's the big thing. We're going to eliminate this debt. And I'm going to do it in the first term. And we're going to make critical investments. The safest cities in America have all they all have one thing in common. They invest in people. You're not just going to elect a mayor who loves the city of Chicago, when you vote for Brandon, you're investing in someone who actually loves people.
0: All right, we're going to leave it there. Brandon Johnson is his name. He's running, as you may have guessed, for mayor of the city of Chicago. Good to meet you, sir.
1: It has been my pleasure. Brandon for Chicago.com, and I want to come back.